It's Cheer. And this is Loathing. We're here to talk to you about movies. She, she loves, loves everything. everything. I hate everything. This should be fun. This is a morbidly beautiful podcast. Hello again and welcome to another episode of Cheer and Loathing featuring myself, Casey, as Loathing. And over there we have the allergy-ridden Stephanie. We may as well get it out in the open right now. So I don't know how cheerful <laughs> Hello, she's going to be. Um, I'm going to be cheerful. Okay, if you say so. I'm I'm excited about today's episode, so I'm going to power through the pain and just celebrate. When aren't you excited about the episode? I have varying degrees of excitement. I'm always pretty pretty pumped, but uh, I'm especially amped up today. So. Mm. Okay, well, why don't you tell us why? Well, thank you, Casey. What a great segue. You are the master at this. I know, I know. <laughs> why you pay me the so, big bucks. Um, right, right, right. Um, so our last episode, we talked about religious horror, if you guys happen to catch that one. And uh, we talked about two films. One was St. Maud and the other was Apostle. And Apostle stars Dan Stevens. And Casey pointed out when we when we were talking about Dan and Apostle that he really had no idea who the hell Dan Stevens was. He had never Correct. seen him before. Um, he was really a nobody to him. And, and I was a little appalled by that because um, I've seen him in a few things and I'm a pretty big fan. Mm-hmm. So somehow I managed to convince <laughs> Casey to do another um, actor-centric episode, which I thought we would never do again. Um but I guess maybe he was just not in the mood to fight or just tired and said, yeah, whatever, sure. So I convinced him to watch two of uh, Dan Stevens' arguably best roles, which is the guest and Eurovision Song Contest. So uh, that's what we're going to be doing today. And I have a little, just a little tiny bit before we get into the films um, about who Dan Stevens is for mm-hmm. anyone else out there who may not be familiar with him. Right. So he is an English actor. And he first came to acclaim and attention for his role as Matthew Crowley in the acclaimed period drama series Downton Abbey, and uh, which I will admit that I haven't seen. I've seen clips, and I've obviously heard people like coo about it for forever. Um, but I that was one that I never got into, and kind of regret. But I don't know if I'm ever going to go back and catch that one. But that's kind of where he like became a really big deal, and then he quit, and he just kind of up and quit when he was like kind of at the top of his game and really successful and he really didn't have a plan didn't know what he wanted to do he was just like yeah it's, it's time to move on I want a new adventure um, and then he had his first leading role in The Guest in 2014 and that's uh, one of the films that we're going to be talking about today since then he's played Sir Lancelot in Night at the Museum Secret of the Tomb he played the Beast and Prince in Disney's live action adaptation of Beauty and the Beast he was in the uh, Charles Dickens biographical drama The Man Who Invented Christmas and another film that we're going to be talking about today, he was a Russian Eurovision singer Alexander Lemchov in Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Mm-hmm. Um, then in from 2017 to 2019, this is something I'm going to talk to you about a little bit later, Casey. Sure. He starred as David Holler in the critically acclaimed FX series Legion. Then in 2018, he started the Netflix horror thriller Apostle, which we talked about last episode. And he is also in the new star series Gaslit with Julia Roberts, and that actually starts today. If anybody is interested in catching that, um, but yeah, just a little bit about who he is, what he's been in, uh, why anyone should give a shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah 
because I'm sure the title of this week, Dan Stevens Week, or whatever the fuck you're going to name it, is is going to be like, who the fuck is that? I, I, You know what? It's funny you say that because I did post on uh, socials, as I tend to do, and uh, quite a few people were like, yes. So he is not, uh, I mean, I, I guess I'm sure there's people that don't know who he is, but he is yeah. also uh, pretty beloved in certain circles. So I, I think that this will be a mixed bag for people. Um, but uh, hopefully more people will be excited about him after this episode. We shall see. Yeah, I, I mean, because last week, or last episode rather, when uh, we were talking about him, you made it seem like he was a household name. You're like, everybody knows who Dan Stevens is. How the fuck do you not know who Dan And I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm not as into to like the whole movie industry as you are. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm somebody who, you know, I've watched enough movies and we have a podcast about movies. So I, I have probably more exposure to movies than the average person does not necessarily like in your circle of friends and community or whatever and i'm like i don't know who that is and i kind of half expected you to be like this episode be like everybody it's a house everybody knows who it is and i just wanted like and i had a game prepared i don't know if I, it's worth doing now uh because you kind of downplayed oh, no. who Should he was this game? episode <laughs> Because I expected you to come up with, like, he's a household name, he's a big star, everybody knows who he is, even if you've never seen a movie or heard of a movie before, you know who Dan Stevens is. That's kind of where I expected you to go with this. Oh, no, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> believe that is true. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Because I was just going to list, I was going to ask you, I had a bunch of names written down, and, like, and I was going to ask you if you knew who they were. And in certain circles, yeah, these are household names, but to the average person who yeah. might not be in that circle, they probably have no idea who these people are. I mean, I can still go through them if yeah. you want, but you're probably not going to have any idea who any of these people are. Probably. Yeah, he's definitely, like, it does depend on, you know, what you're into. On Like, I mean, Downton Abbey had, like, <clears throat> a massive following, still does, I believe. Um, and because I think they're still, like, making movies and stuff. And I think there's a new one coming out soon. Who knows? Um, but it's like a huge thing. Now, it's not everyone's thing, obviously. It's not everyone's cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're if you're in that world, he was like a big deal. And his, so they like, I don't think this is a spoiler. This show's been around for a long time. Uh, they killed his character off when he left. <gasps> and surprise, apparently, surprise. like, social media lost their fucking minds. Because it was like, apparently really horrible how they did it and it came out of absolutely nowhere <laughs> and they did it during the christmas episode and it was and he apparently he was like an absolutely beloved character like it not only was he like good on it but he was like his character was really pe- one that people had a lot of affection for mm-hmm. and um so so that was a big deal and he was you know he went on a lot of talk shows and they were like what the hell and you know, why would you leave and all this stuff? And he was just like, you know, I, he's like, I love the show and I love my time, but I just like want new adventures and I'm ready to move on. And I, I guess, I guess it was like really like controversial at the time and crazy and insane. So I think a lot of people knew that. And then some of his roles, obviously it just depends on what types of films you're into and, and what you watch, but he's done such a diverse set of films that I think a lot of people are at least if they don't know his name, they've at least seen him and stuff are familiar. Like Beauty and the Beast was kind of a big deal. Um, for right, but was he not like in makeup the whole time? Like, yeah, he. Costume? I mean, he was the beast, but yeah. Um, but still, you know, like a lot of people may have been familiar. He's done. He does actually a ton of voiceover work. Um, that's kind of a big thing he does. Uh, because he's got a great voice. Obviously, he's one of those 
sexy Brits who like who's just really good with the voice work. Um, <laughs> so you know, I don't know. I think a lot of people have like maybe know him and not know that they know him, as opposed to just saying, "Oh, Dan Stevens," and they're like, "Yeah, of course, Dan Stevens." But once right. you start talking about, him, you're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that," or "I know that," or. Um, right. And I think Legion was a pretty big deal, too. So um, Yeah, Legion is one of those shows that keeps popping up for me, like in the recommended sections of whatever streaming site well, is on right now. And I've This is what I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, go on. Because it seems so up your alley because it's like, you know, it's Marvel and it's X-Men and stuff. And it, yeah. I didn't know if you had seen it or not. I, I haven't not seen it. I didn't know who he was. Right. I mean, if, I, I mean, to be fair, I probably, even if I did watch, I still probably wouldn't really... <laughs> Well, he's the uh, lead, anyway. so... Yeah, I know, I know. It's just like... <laughs> but it seems like, because it is Marvel X-Men, it's almost guaranteed to be fucking terrible. Because, like, Marvel doesn't own X-Men. Or, like, they do, but they don't own the movie rights just yet, or they just got them. And all the X-Men stuff prior to Marvel acquiring them was fucking garbage. Except for, like, the first original X-Men from, like, 2000. Um, So... Well, I, I was kind of iffy on watching it. Yeah, I uh, I hadn't seen it, but I, I had heard a lot of buzz about it. And I'm really bad about watching those Marvel and DC shows, even though I love Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's like there's so many and I making the time commitment is hard for me. Mm-hmm. So I never I never watch it. But it was always something I was like, oh, I probably should because I heard all the buzz. Um and I'm, I'm an X-Men fan. I really like that property. Mm-hmm. Um, I started it because I wanted to just get a, a feel for what it was like. Um, and it's pretty great so far. I'm very, very early in. Um, it's very trippy and uh, really different than than most stuff. I, I I think, I, but I don't know if you would like it or not. I'm curious. I kind of want you to watch an episode or two just to see if, like, you like the vibe of it. Right. But, um... I think it's pretty cool yeah. so far. I, I mean, I know nothing about the the hero or like the the character, um, but I can only mm-hmm. assume because it's called Legions. Probably like multiple, not personalities, but something along those lines. There's yeah. many of one inside of one sort of thing, just because that's what Legion generally means. Uh, so I don't know those kind of shows. I get kind of like Moon Knight like I really want to like Moon Knight but I just I don't know there's something about him like I I don't want a main character with five different personalities Mm, see I love uh, stuff that revolves around mental health and stuff it's like something that I find very interesting well it's not that it's not interesting it's just like it's you never feel a straight connection to at least for me I never feel like a a connection to the main character or the hero or whatever just because there's fucking three of them and they're all different yeah. You know, like, I like Mark Spector, but the Steven guy, I, I could never see him again in the show and never give a shit. Like, that's for mm-hmm. Moon Knight. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen it at all, but... I, I haven't. It's on my <clears throat> list, too, of, uh, I should watch this, because I think it's such an interesting character, and mm-hmm. I would like to... I'd like to watch it, but, again, it's just like... I don't know how... And this is not a judgment whatsoever, because, like, I want to watch all this stuff. I just do not know how people find the time. Well, the There's fact that they're releasing so them. Shit. Well, the fact that they're releasing the the shows now weekly makes it a little bit easier to digest. Uh, yeah. You don't feel the need to binge it with, you know, yes. unless you're being spoiled or fear of being spoiled. So that kind of makes it easier to like take in. It's only an hour a week or forty five minutes a week or whatever that you have to put aside if you want to watch the new episode, as opposed yeah. to you know like ten hours or whatever it might be if they release a whole season. 
Yeah, it's weird because people love the the ability to binge, like mm-hmm. something that people get excited about. And for me, it causes me a lot of anxiety <laughs> because I it, it feels like I have to set aside like a shit ton of time. And and I I do enjoy like once I get into it, if I actually do have time, you know, there's some days where I'm like I'm not working, I'm just shutting down mentally, and all I'm gonna do is just stare at the TV. Right. It, it's rare, but when it happens, it's lovely. And and I when I do binge, it is. There is a comfort there for sure, but generally speaking with shows, if there's a whole lot of them and I have to catch up, I feel stressed about it. Like it's mm-hmm. a job, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm very goal oriented. So I'm very much like, <laughs> I've got to get to the end. I've got to like finish this instead of just like enjoying the journey. Right. Um, so the weeklies are really nice for me because yeah. it feels like manageable. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I enjoy a good binge as well, but uh, everyone like the problem with the binge is especially for somebody like me, I like three or four episodes in, I'm like, I'm, I want to watch it, but I just, I need to do something else. My brain can't yeah. focus on it that long. I need to get up and I need to fucking like go do something other than sit here. Uh, yeah. and then like, I don't get back to, <laughs> I'll stop midway through episode four and then I never fucking started again. Um, anyway, yeah. let's, let's it's, get to the fucking movies. Let's yeah, get to the movies. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've for been sure. talking for so... like fucking 40 minutes now about nothing. <laughs> Not nothing. It's been it's been lovely banter. Yeah. Um, well, let's start with because God knows how much we're, you're going to have to say about these films. But let's mm-hmm. start with the guest, okay. if that sounds good to you. That's fine by me. Um, because and that's a great great place to start because that was his first feature film, first like leading role. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a 2014 thriller film directed by Adam Wingard and written by Simon Barrett. Um, who you may know from a, a film called You're Next. Um, they've also they've done a ton of stuff together, mm-hmm. but that was a big hit for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film stars Dan Stevens, of course, and Micah Monroe, who was in um, It Follows. Mm-hmm. It's where she kind of ca- became a big deal. Mm-hmm. Same it tells year, the story of a U- Yeah. It tells the story of a U.S. soldier, um, played by Stevens, called David, who unexpectedly visits the Peterson family, introducing himself as a friend of their son who died in combat in Afghanistan. After he's been staying in their home for a couple of days, a series of deaths occur, and the daughter, Anna, played by Monroe, suspects David is connected to them. Now, Barrett previously worked with Wingard on the films A Horrible Way to Die and You're Next. He wrote the script for The Guest. It was budgeted for $5 million, and filming took place in New Mexico during the summer of 2013. When casting Stevens, Barrett and Wingard knew that Stevens would be likable and found him to be calm and cool and naturally charming, which was perfect for the character. Steven said he loved the script for the guest when he read it. He thought it was hilarious, which is actually like kind of great because it's like this intense thriller and he just thought it was like so funny. So he Nick Cage did uh, on uh, Wicker Man. He also, um, <laughs> he also <laughs> mentioned that uh, he is a huge John Carpenter fan, which is another plus in his favor. And his yeah, favorite everybody film, is. he said, is his, no, not everybody <laughs> is a horror fan or into John Carpenter. Um, they should be, but they're not. And he did say his one of his favorite films is Big Trouble in Little China, mm-hmm. which is such a great pick for your favorite film. Um, it just made me like love him even more. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a little setup. And now we are ready to get into talking about the guest. Yeah. Um, um, do you do you want to go first? Do you want to well, give I, your first I just, impression? I just want to say something that surprises. <coughs> mm, that was weird. Uh, surprises <laughs> me about uh, about. Th- so this movie, I. But I just looked at the the Rotten Tomato scores as we were setting up for today. Okay. And this surprises me very much. See, I thought this would be like more of an audience favorite movie. 
you know, like it, it's kind of like an action thing. And usually critics are like, man, that sort of shit. And then audience are like, hey, give me big booms. Right. Like how you like, audiences are stupid. Like how you often call them. Um, but this no, is opposite. No. Stop saying that. Th- this has a, okay. a tomato meter reading of 92 percent and an audience score of 69. Mm. Mm. 69, dude. I know. Nice. Right on, bro. <laughs> 420, 69. Um, uh, because that, that surprises me for score. this kind of movie. Yeah. Right? Like, I wasn't aware of the score, but I did know that it got a lot of critical acclaim. Like when it came out, it was people were like, this is this is a really like good film. But yeah, I mean that is that is interesting because I I your prediction makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, unsurprisingly, I kind of fall into the audience score on this one again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not surprised. There's a lot of it that um, see if I were to be watching this movie without having to analyze it for this podcast, I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more. Um, but the fact that I had to think about it and like kind of do my part to critique like, it a lot yeah, of it falls like, apart well, i have to hate on this yeah well it's not that i have to hate on it and we'll get to that with the next movie um oh boy that we're talking about today but okay it, there's just a lot of you ever see the movie seven psychopaths no i didn't that's, i wanted to and I never yeah did. that's the one with um like colin farrell and uh uh Sam Rockwood and uh, a bunch of it's like an ensemble sort of cast, right? Yeah. And the trailers, I assume so. I think so. You haven't seen it. I have seen. It. I've seen it a couple times actually, because uh, I really wanted so you to like don't know it. How many there are? It's been a long time. I'm assuming yes. Okay. So let's, let's go with seven. There, I think there might be more. But anyway, um, that movie was kind of billed. As, and the marketing kind of made it up to be like a almost like a Guy Ritchie style film with like the quick wit and the 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 fancy editing that kind of makes it a little more exciting, right? Uh, or smart. And it wasn't. It, it it felt like it was trying to be smarter than it actually was. And that's kind of the same feeling I get with the guest. Uh, I feel like they wanted to be like this is a really deep intense mystery thriller and I don't know if they're trying to make it seem like he wasn't a crazy psychopath right from the get-go and if they're trying to hide that they did a terrible fucking job of it um just a lot of the the notes are predictable uh just uh, yeah I don't know like again if I were just watching this blindly and not having to take it apart something like Taken right Taken is a terrible fucking movie but it's fun to watch and if I had to criticize it for, like, this podcast, I would tear it apart for how terrible it is. But it's a fun watch. And that's kind of the feeling I get with The Guest. Fun to watch, but as soon as you look back at anything above what, the like, the shiny coat of paint on, on top of the shit that they made, then, yeah, it falls apart really fucking quickly. Well, so I have a couple things to say. Sure. One of the things is that, like, so you know how much I love, 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 love to um, peel apart layers and I to do. dissect and analyze mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and be like, oh my god, what is the deeper meaning? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as much as I love that, and and we'll do that like all day, every day, um, and I think we've had this conversation before. I I do love a good film that, you know, if I'm watching a film, I'm like, okay, that's not. 
Stephanie, the thing that you do, the dissecting thing is not necessary here. Check that at the door. Let's just like chill out and have fun with this one. Right. And I I love like I think that's great. When a film when I feel like that's the film's mission is mm-hmm. just entertain you, mm-hmm. then I can just sort of leave that part of the like analysis at the door and be like, all right, well let's just have fun with it and let's see if I have fun. And if I do have fun, then for me, like I'm like, that film was successful. And I sort of am, it's not hard for me to overlook plot holes and, you know, things that like stretch my credibility. And, and if like it kept me entertained and it kept me like at the end of the day, I was like, that was fun. That was a good mm-hmm. use of my an hour and a half or however long. Um, and this is how I felt about this film. Like I, I mean, I actually think it's pretty great. I had a really good time with this one. And if that is its goal, like I feel like it nailed it. Um, I, you know, to your point, like, is there a whole lot of depth or is it like super surprising? No, but I don't know that it needs to be, or that was even the intent. And, and the other point I wanted to make is I was, when I was reading about this, um, that the writer and director talked about, they knew, like, they were like, it's going to be obvious from the first frame that Dan Stevens is your antagonist. Mm-hmm. Like he's far too perfect, far too like yes ma'am yes sir like how can i help like good old like perfect southern gentleman mm-hmm. um which i fucking loved his accent in this like that southern gentleman accent that he does is so so great um and he's endearing as hell but also like i think yeah from the first frame you're like oh okay and they were like even the title of the movie like you know you know it's a thriller you know it's called the guest you know he's gonna show up and not leave and then that's probably <laughs> gonna be problematic um, so I don't think that they were trying to hide their cards there. I think that they were like, yeah, I mean, here you go. This is going to go badly. Let's just watch the fun. Um, and I did make a note. I was like, it's funny because I thought you were supposed to think that he was just like kind of bad news from the first frame, mm-hmm. but it was very far into the story before I even was like, even when he was doing some stuff where you're like, mm, this is probably red flags. Questionable. Yeah. I was like, I- I'm all in. Like for me, he's still a hero of the story. I-, I, I, and I don't know even at the end that I wasn't still like, you know, Team Dan Stevens and thinking like he was like, I'm like, is he really that bad? I- I've got, I've got him into him. Um, I think that's part of his charm and his the way he like sells this role is like even when he's doing really despicable stuff, I'm not that ruffled by it. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, you could, you can do this. Yeah, I, I, you, I, you're still welcome to stay at my house. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> um, I, I agree, and uh, to a degree, with uh, what okay. you're saying about like the whole. Yeah, you're supposed to know right from the get go, but then why do they keep the mystery going? Well, there's that's a what I don't understand. Like, like you, you know, he did all this stuff. Mis- yeah, but the mystery is not is he bad? The mystery is like, why is he bad? And like, but that's not even much of a mystery. Like you, you know, off the get go that he's not who he says he is. Right. And I get for movie purposes and plot purposes that they, they keep that charade going for, you know, an hour, an hour, 15 minutes of the runtime. What I don't get is like why they keep like, that is a big dramatic point of the movie. Uh, It just, I don't know. Like this is I'm gonna sound like a fucking broken record, but identity. The movie doesn't know what it wants to fucking be. You know, I like disagree. 
No, well, okay, so I wrote down here, it doesn't know what it wants to be. It starts off as, like, an intimate thriller, like he's going to invade this family. And then it almost, like, takes a turn to, like, an action thriller. And then it turns into, like, almost like an episode of the X-Files where they're like, <gasps> flagged one calling the military, get the higher-ups, everybody knows who this guy is, gotta get the big team out there to shoot him down. Like, what, what, are, we, what, are, we, what are we doing here? What's the progression we're having fun. That's what we're doing. Right. But, I mean, you can have fun by still having a simple thing to go off of. You don't need to change what the movie is every 15 minutes. I even wrote down the times. So I was like, about 30 minutes in. Um, and it feels like a paint-by-the-numbers action thriller. And then 45 minutes in, I'm like, now it's a fucking episode of The X-Files. So, I, again, I don't really know what they were trying to accomplish. It's one of those movies that it, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger in scale, and they're like, well, what the fuck do we do now? How do we get bigger and bigger and bigger in scale? And then they go back to, like, the intimate part of it. I'm like, what? Just kind of chill. It would have been fine as, like, this, this guy who invades a family because he's fucking psychotic. He could have done completely away with the military aspect. It was unneeded, unnecessary at all. I loved it. Like, I know that is not an intellectual uh, counter to your argument. <laughs> I get it. Um, and I'm not even sitting here being like, oh, no, you're you're stupid and wrong. Like, I, I get where you're coming from. I just, like, it had me. I was so along for the ride. And I thought the twists and turns, even though I'm not like, oh, shocking. But I thought they were fun. And I loved how it sort of did do so much. Like it was, it was, it was sort of paying homage to so many different types of films. And uh, I just thought they, I thought they sold it. I was invested. It, at no point was I like when they did some sort of tonal shift or, or brought in more parts of the story. Was I like, oh god, this is going off the rails or fuck this shit? I was just like, yes, please, like do this. And when they started having like shootouts and shit. That shootout scene was kind of the best thing I've ever seen. Like it was. We so need to talk about that fun. shootout scene for a second. I loved it so much. So yes, let's yeah. talk about it then. It, it was fun. I'll give you that. But since when do like special ops military police just start opening fire on a civilian household that they don't know that there's not a fucking three year old just wandering around in there? They bring out literally like an anti aircraft gun and start blasting the foundation of the house. And no, they didn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that would never happen because lawsuits are a thing. And, you know, like even if even like the sanctity of human life isn't a matter for them, they whenever you bring in money at all, we're going to sue you. Oh, fuck. Now we can't do that. For sure. So I think that we are (laughs) supposed to believe that there's sort of an because it's like. It wasn't just military. It's like this evil corporation that's behind this shit. That's like but it's, it's military. It's military straight up military. People. He even well, says, "I'm military like police." That one dude, and I mean, he could be lying, yeah, but it's but never shown that he's lying or never implied that he was lying. But they have ties to that corporation. What is it, like BPG or something? I can't remember what it, it was. It was like yeah, it was a K, like, KG, KBG or something like that. It's almost like the Russian yeah thing. I think. I mean, I, I really think they heavily implied. I don't even know implied. I don't even know if it was heavily like, implied. I don't even think it was, like, subtly implied. I just thought it was that, a branch of the military. Like, well, what I'm, what I'm saying is that, like, 
I mean, the people behind these experiments and what they did and, and that manipulated Dan Stevens' character, like, they're all bad dudes. It's not like Dan Stevens is just this bad guy and everybody, all the heroes are trying to stop him. It's like the people that did these awful experiments and that fucked up his mind are really shitty people. So I yeah, don't think they give a shit. But they never even go into that. And that's another thing where I'm like, Miss. They did. They, when the fuck did they touch on that at all? He said, I was in a program. <laughs> That's all he said. I was in a program with your son and then did the thing he did. I don't know no, if you can spoil the about, fucking 10 year old movie. Like... <laughs> but I think you could spoil it. I think we like have always like said. We yeah. That, shows, yeah. So we spoiled brand new shit before. But I mean, regardless, like I, when, when did they ever go into it? They, she, the, the, the daughter calls and then the thing gets flagged and then they go to the like business military people and they're like Dan Stevens is on or not Dan what the, what's the fucking name uh, Dave Collins or something like that David Collins is David on the Collins. loose <laughs> yeah he's on the loose and uh, uh, he's in a small town in fucking Iowa Some or wherever really it is really good voice work you're doing by the I way know. thank you thank you just drop it <laughs> uh, so yeah then they go they go into it for like they, they, it's implied, yeah, he's in, like, a super soldier program or some... Again, that's where, like, the X-Files things come in. Like, ooh, military special fucking experiments on soldiers. Ooh. And then never talk about it again. Except when, at the end, when he's like, yeah, no, I was in the same program as your son. Stab. That was it. Well, listen, that was the it. Gov- is the government ever not corrupt and evil? Like, I mean, is there ever a case where that's not true? Yes. No. Well, maybe Especially not like American government, but you know. Yeah, like we're talking about American government here. Right, so. then yeah, okay, sure, fair enough. Uh, but, I mean, it was just like, you could have, if you're going to go off the walls fucking nuts at the end, then make him like a fucking superhero. Show him injecting himself with some blue fucking serum, and his eyes glow red, and he jumps through the roof. If you're going to go off the walls, go off the fucking walls. It wouldn't have made it better, but I'm saying they could have done that, and nobody would have batted a fucking eye. I, I mean, listen. This is again one of those things where I'm like, you're not wrong. Like, I'm not sitting here saying like, okay, see, that is such a like <laughs> stupid nitpicky point that's invalid. Like, I get it. It's, it's fucking insane, right? But like, but it doesn't start off insane, and that's what kind of bothers me. That's where I get like shit. the identity. Ah, it. If you're asking me to look at these films through, like, an analytical eye, then I have to go through that. If I would have seen this movie when it came out in 2014, I probably would have fucking loved it. I would have been like, this is the greatest goddamn thing ever. But, you know, I'm older and not stupider anymore. So, I just can't, like, (laughs) let that shit go. I'm older, too. It's still stupid. Yeah, well. Um... (laughs) Wow, I mean, (laughs) you can argue if you want. It's fine. No, no. No, it's okay. no, no. Uh, no, you're stupid. <laughs> it's fine. Um, it's so sweet. I know. I, I, I love. I, I feel like I am doing such a disservice to my quote unquote analytical assessment of this film because mm-hmm. I'm not really doing an analytical yeah. assessment. Obviously, I'm just saying like, I don't know, Casey. Like, I thought it was fucking awesome. I had a great time. <laughs> I thought Dan Stevens was like, like. You know, he's in every frame, and and thank God for that. Like, he is so, he commands the screen, and he is so, so good. And he's so, like, unbelievably charming, and yet sadistic at the same time. And he pulls that off so well, to the point where you're just like, literally, like, I do not care what you do. Even as it gets to the end, and he's like, 
you know, he's murdering the family. He's still so, like, he does it, and then he's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Like, and stabs her, and he's like, really apologize for this. And still just so fucking charming up at the last minute. And I kind of just love the shit out of it. I love that shootout scene. I, I couldn't get enough of it. Um, I loved when they go to the, like, haunted maze, the, like, kind of Halloween-inspired. <laughs> I, I thinking about that. Like, hold on, what fucking the high school is this, by the way? So like, <laughs> no, it was insane. It was over like, the top and insane. I want to go back so 15 good. years and go back to high school so I can be like, hey, guys, this is what we need to do for a Halloween dance that we never even had. Like, I, my high school never even had dances, let alone a fucking themed Halloween one where there's a, a mirror maze and a fun no. house in the gym. Like, Look, nobody had that? anything at that level. It was like the set design was insane. <laughs> they, and it was yeah, so good. Was, they're like, yeah, they they just need an excuse to build that shit. They're like, it's school dance because that's what we're we're not disassociated and that far removed from high school that you know we can do this. But they no, are. It was. I, it's bananas. I'm not gonna sit here and argue and say that that made any logical sense. And yet, I loved it. Like, I, I just was like, this is. Every scene is more perfect than the last. That is how I oh felt about God. this film. I don't understand and you. I, I don't I know, understand how you can look at that and be like, this is a perfect movie, and then turn around and go to like the witch and be like, this is a perfect movie. And then go to the guest, this what? is a perfect movie. <laughs> Do you yeah, ever think that maybe your credibility and what people think is like no. good ever drops when you think everything is great? No. Okay. I don't think that. Um can because we... here's the thing. Okay. Let me tell you why. Let me answer your question. <clears throat> okay. Because if you're okay. gonna make personal attacks, I'm gonna defend myself. <laughs> because like different strokes for different folks, right? Like there are different films that are like appealing to different audiences and have totally different vibes and are good for different reasons. Like The Witch and The Guest are very different films and they're good in different ways and for different audiences. But they can't both be and perfect so, then. I, the, no, no, Phil. Listen, the guest is not perfect. You just but said. But I had a perfect, I had a perfectly wonderful time watching it. Ah, I see. It's not a film that I'm like, this is a goddamn masterpiece and deserves all the Academy Awards. Like, I'm not insane. I know the difference between a film that is like al- almost flawless in its execution and is a you know modern masterpiece and a film that is just like, holy shit, this is fucking fun. And I loved every minute of it. Those are different experiences, and I think that as long as you're honest about like what kind of film and who who it's for, then I don't think that's a credibility issue. I think that's just a like, let's watch a film on its own terms. You know, like I don't. If I compared every film, if I was like, oh, how much like The Witch is this film? This is gonna I'm gonna have a very like problematic relationship to film. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think you already no do, film. but you know, <laughs> I don't though. I. I, I don't know if loving stuff is problematic. It is. I guess in your eyes oh, it is. God, but it is. <laughs> there's enough in this world to hate, Casey. Like, I want to have one thing that makes me happy, and this no. is one of the one things. You're not allowed. No. Uh, can we agree, Do not though? not be happy ever. No. Can, can we agree that the ending was absolutely atrocious? Like, I'm talking about the final, like, minute. <laughs> can I, can I, can I, can I say something real fast? Oh my this God. is gonna make you hate me even more. Yeah. You loved it. It was you great. It was super awesome. You know how we used to do a thing, which I was like, this episode is making me want to bring back a lot of our like older things that we would do. 
uh, older bits, but mm-hmm. one of the things that we would do sometimes is I would like just read you word for word what I wrote in my notes. Mm-hmm. And the past, like for a while, I haven't had very many notes. Like I really like scaled back on the notes because we just don't ever get to them anyway, and it doesn't matter. Um, I've been going through my I notes this whole time. Sh- I have a shit ton of notes for this one, so I like wrote and wrote and wrote, and I wrote like very specific things, and. I, want, I was, like, going to mention that I should read you some of them because they're kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Like, one of my notes that has nothing to do with what you just said was, like, why are his eyes so blue? <laughs> like, In that final scene? By his or throughout eyes. the whole no, thing? just, like, throughout the movie. He, like, they were yeah, just Yeah, even the poster, they're, like... So goddamn blue. And yeah, I was, like, oh. I'm looking at the poster, and he's, like, got red light tint on him, but his eyes are, like... So blue. They're, like, glowing. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay, and so I wrote down when you was, I laughed because you were like the ending. So I wrote literally word for it. I said the ending is amazing. Oh my <laughs> god! Mark, explanation mark. How? I like it's clearly just setting it. it up for a fucking sequel. That's all it is—a sequel that's never gonna get made because it was never gonna be a series or a franchise or whatever. Okay, I, I so- think it's just because I. Okay, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say we're gonna no, spoil go this. We're gonna spoil this ending. So if you don't want to. Just fucking skip forward like three minutes and then we'll probably be on a different topic. But so he gets stabbed twice, once in the heart, clearly dies. Like you don't survive that. Uh You may not die immediately, but you're going to die. You got stabbed in the fucking heart. You fall over. And then as he's being stabbed, you hear the sirens of the police and the fire department, whatever, coming. That is very clear. So within 30 seconds, the police are there. So within 30 seconds, he removed the teeth from the two other bodies that were in there, killed a firefighter, stole his shit, got the stuff on, and walked out completely fine. That is the dumbest shit I've ever fucking seen. It's stupid. Yeah, so that is stupid. It, I, you can't say that's amazing. That is plain, lazy, stupid writing. Well, when I wrote that note, I was talking about the whole, like, climactic... You know, no, I'm talking about like the haunted, last haunted scene I know, of the movie. Yeah. I know. I know. And I I don't think your rage is unwarranted. It, like it is, it does stretch credibility quite a bit. <laughs> but I also don't think they cared. I think it was an homage to like it was the John Carpenter Halloween. It's yeah. an unstoppable killing machine, you know, thing. And I don't think it was set up for a sequel. I just think it was like a a wink and a nod of just like uh, can't kill this dude he's a badass is, and it's I, still stupid I loved it I didn't care I thought it was like of course I you just loved smiled. it because here's the thing like I, I rolled my eyes I so want, far I saw my fucking brain I want he's he's a bad dude but I like root for him I want him to well that's the whole point keep killing people <laughs> I mean that's that's kind of you know it, it, that's the I don't even know what you would call it like a pro antagonist a prantagonist, right? He's the, the, the hero and the bad guy all in one. I think that's anti-hero, right? Marvel guy? Mm, no. <laughs> the anti-hero is like reluctantly the hero. Like he'll do some shady shit, but ultimately it's for like the greater good. Kind of like mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons, like a chaotic neutral would be like a... Oh shit, we just got super nerdy up in yeah. here. I love it. Um, That's what all I right. kind of figure like an anti-hero is. Uh, they they, yeah, they don't fair. really care how they get the job done, but they get it done uh, as long as there's some like benefit to them in the long run. This guy's a straight up villain who pretends yeah. to be, be kind of like a Thanos. Like I'm doing the right thing, even though you're 
going to you have the right idea, but you're going about the wrong way, sort of thing. But I do think, I do think, like. His original intention was not to like fuck up this family. I think he was like he was trying to, to help them. them. Yeah, for some fucking reason, and that's a thing that's never really explored again either. Is you know why does he choose them? Because he was like partnered or like in the same thing. But I'm sure he was in the same program with like 15 other dudes. This sort of program, if it's like the secret government, they don't just take two dudes. They're gonna take like 20. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just got close, and he just like felt a connection. I don't know. It's one of those exactly. things. It's like, one of those things that's never explained. Do we need to know? Who cares? Like, you know what I mean? The details are really kind of irrelevant. I don't know. I, the movie just kind of sets itself up to be like that, and then it just kind of goes to just like superficial blah. Um, and there's one note here, actually, that you might even agree okay. with. Um, I doubt it, but let's try it. And, and this is going to sound weird for me because I'm not usually one for like the whole wokeness. Thing. Like I'm all for you know. Oh, I hate that word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, but yep. doesn't this movie just kind of like ooze toxic ba- masculinity? Yeah. Like he he he's for like sure. the savior, the the great white savior, male man who has to save everybody, but also like teaches everybody about how to be uh, bad. And then like every character in the movie is like a character caricature of either like this super alpha male or like a beta bitch male there, there's yeah. no in between um and it just yeah, i don't know bad. like i just noticed it i'm like that this isn't even that long ago and it just like it, it feels almost like it's meant to be intentional that way i don't know it's it's it was kind of cringy as spots because they also did the thing where it's like the unrealistic high school portrayal of bullying and shit like I mean, yeah. we all spent time in it's high school. Did extreme. anybody ever experience... Did you ever see anybody experience the level of bullying that these movies portray? Where kids are getting shoved and beat the fuck up for no reason whatsoever just because they're that person? You may hear, like, a, a call, like, oh, a nerd, or something like that, but you never... Like, you don't... There's one scene where the, the, the kid breaks the, the, the meter stick over the other kid's head. And he goes... Like, the, the guy just kind of looked back and goes, hey, faggot, for no reason un fucking no reason whatsoever that never happened in my experience in high school and i was like if there was a kid that was gonna get picked on it was me i was fucking five foot five 101 pounds all throughout high school never happened well you did grow up in canada yeah i also grew up in a ghetto where like the police were at my school every other fucking day but i don't i don't know if you guys are as like I mean, we still have the North American and culture. And horrible as we oh, are. Oh, God, yeah. Are you, are you... The, where are I grew you, up, like, yeah. So, where I grew up and went to high school, there was... It was... There was the very typical, like, cliques. There was the Afghan hallway. There was the Somali hallway. There was, like, the gangster hallway. There was the white kid hallway. They each had... And if you ever kind of, like... Unless you had a class or something in that hallway, you weren't, like, allowed to... Or there'd be, like, quote-unquote beef. But it was never to the extent of, like... Sometimes it was, but generally it wasn't to the extent of like what you see in movies. Like I said, there were cops in my school, but that was a lot of gang shit. That wasn't really because of bullying, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I mean, that fucking shit is, is it, it, a lot of the American culture does bleed into Canada. It's just we don't have the guns, <laughs> so there's no shootings. That's the biggest difference. Mm, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's still like verbal, like 
there, there's still like racism and all sorts of stupid shit that that goes on up here too. But did you ever experience, or did you ever see anybody experience the level of bullying, the unwarranted, unnecessary, completely unprovoked kind of bullying you see in these kind of movies? Well, this is a, a bigger topic, and I, we probably should save it for another day. <laughs> I will say, like, I, I didn't. I didn't experience it or see it, but also, like, I've seen so much in the news about, you know, kids that, like, kill themselves because they're mercilessly bullied and stuff. And I, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and say it never happens or that, right. or demi- diminish somebody's experience if they did go through that kind of trauma. Right. So that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I agree with you. It is extreme, but I do think there is some pretty terrible bullying that does happen in places. Yeah. I mean, of course, bullying happens, but it just, I'm, <sighs> I just feel like unprovoked like this kid's walking on the hallway and he gets punched in the face just because he's walking in the fucking hallway. Well, I think it's because they think he's gay and there it is that toxic masculinity of like, let's pick on a, a gay guy. I, I, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Again, that was something that's never really explored, at least not in the first two acts of the movie, really. Yeah. Um, until that like whole thing where the kid, hey, faggot, that stupid shit. Um. And even then, like, you can call somebody, like, that was a, a pretty popular slur back, especially when I was yeah. in high school, even if you weren't gay or even suspected of gay. Sure. Right? Like, that was just something, it was just like a demeaning term. Well, right? it's just, it's just when you're not masculine enough. You don't even have to be gay. You're just right. not, like. Do, do you know the origin of that word? Like, what it actually means? I remember reading about this a while ago, and I cannot remember. Uh, it's I can't remember. Very strange the evolution of that word. So a that thing, I don't like saying the word, but the the thing is yeah. a bundle of sticks is the original wording for that. That's what it means. A bundle of is sticks. There, is there more to that story? And then it evolved to a bundle of sticks is a burden on society and somebody who is a, a male who is uh portrayed or uh characterized as more feminine was a burden on the society of you know like hmm. hunter gatherer style shit you know like where everybody needed to like build like the like the witch time if you weren't man enough yeah. to build a house you were a burden on the society so you were equivalent to a bundle of sticks yeah just and like then that just turned into kids, like you know? into gay somehow <laughs> yeah word etymology is fascinating but it listen, is linguistics is cool. i have a lot to say about Eurovision, so I want to change okay. gears. But before we do that, I have mm-hmm. three favorite scenes in the guest that I want to point out. Okay. I, I actually almost want you to like guess. What guess. The three favorite I'm, scenes okay, are. I'm gonna like, guess. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna okay, say the I'm bar gonna... scene. Okay, go on. Go on. Uh, uh, the, it, 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 not the bar it, scene, but the bar no. scene's great. Okay. Listen, I'll give you two, and I want you to give me the third one. Okay. Okay. So. This is a very simple scene, and I don't think you'll guess it. When he flips out that knife to carve the pumpkin, mm-hmm. I rewound that like three times and rewatched it. Like <laughs> the way that he—I can't explain it. If you haven't seen it, you're just gonna be like, I, "What the fuck are you talking?" He about? just Stephanie? flipped around a butterfly but, like, knife. It's not really. It like, is so. I, I know a lot of people who do that. So great. Like a lot. Well, I have never seen anyone who look like Dan Stevens do that with that sort of finesse and I fucking loved it like yeah, with uh, a little flippy flippy thing with it a, a friend of mine is is basically a viking and he he plays around with like butterfly knives all the time 
Does he look like Dan Stevens? He probably looks better than Dan Stevens, to be fair. Oh, all right. Well, send me a picture and let's let's talk about that <laughs> offline. Um, the second scene when he goes to the restaurant to kill the waitress, the, the friend. <laughs> yeah. I wrote down. I was like, I, literally, this is my note. I, was, I said, "This is kind laugh. of hilarious." Is that wrong? Yeah. Like, that it was funny. Like the it way was he terrible, but it was funny. Drops the grenades. It's like in. a mic drop for Loved some reason. It. Like he's like. Loved it. I don't know. It was weird because he shoots the waitress, and then everybody in the fucking restaurant just kind of goes, "Huh." It's a Tuesday, and then goes back to doing what they were doing, and then he turns around and drops him, like basically gives him the finger, like they personally insulted him, and that's why he's doing it. It, just felt, it was a weird scene, kind of out of character, I would say for him. But anyway, I yeah, it was this weird, like comedic thing in the middle of like. Yeah, it was. It felt off. It was weird. Yeah, loved it. Loved it. It was loved weird. It. All right, what was my third scene? This is real basic, <sighs> bitch. Obvious. So, are we going in like chronological order? Because that seems the way it's going no. right now. Nope, I'm going backwards now. Um, very early in the film. Very early in the film. Pretty, pretty, pretty early. Um, when uh, he's kind of first. Oh, when he comes out of the fucking shower. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and he like opens the door. She's like banging on the bathroom door because she thinks it's her brother. And he opens mm-hmm. it and walks out. And he's just he's in a towel. And she's just like, you know, her jaw drops and she's mm-hmm. all fumbling for her words and shit. I was like, girl, I know. Like, I get it. And it was great. So, uh, yeah, that's my recommendation for this film. Right. Watch three scenes and then you'll get the gist of it. Like, can we can we just agree on one thing before we move on? Maybe. Regardless. Regardless? Yeah, probably not. But let's just, let me give you the, like, even if I said not a great film or terribly flawed or any of those things. Like, he's pretty great in it, right? Like, do you, do you want to get into this thing at all? I don't get the dance even thing. Yeah, oh, it, it's okay. I mean, he's fine, but like, there's there's probably a reason he was never like you know a Brad Pitt level of popularity. And I think like this, the movies we watched this week, kind of you know en- encompassed that a little bit. He's fine. Like, I don't hate him, but I also, like, there's also a reason why when you said Dan Stevens a couple weeks ago, I, I was like, uh, who? So. All right. Well, that does not bode well for our next film. No. Because I purposely chose two obviously very different roles. And because one of the things I think is great about him is how versatile he is and how he's just sort of. He, he does that thing that a lot of the actors I love do where they're a different character every time you see them and they have a different accent. They have a different whole vibe going. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, the film that we're about to talk about, Eurovision, mm-hmm. I fucking have, Loved I have it. an unbelievable love for this film. Like I'm kind of obsessed with it. And this, but but here. How do you find all this? This is one of those films. <laughs> you you said earlier you don't have time to watch things oh and whatever. How do you have time to have about approximately three hundred fifty two thousand six hundred one obsessions? Well, I, <laughs> I watch a lot of movies. I don't watch a lot of TV shows. That's a different kind of commitment. Okay, but I mean, there's still a lot of obsessions that live up in your brain. Yeah. Well, I don't sleep, so that helps. <laughs> I see. <laughs> okay, continue Listen. with your your love Listen. for this movie. 
But be, but but I'm going to say that understanding. This is a I, I don't want to call it a polarizing film because that film feels like it's like a big challenging film. You know, like the witch is polarizing. This film is just like plenty of people didn't love it. Um, and I, on one hand, I'm like, I don't, how could you not love this? It's like pure like joy inducing. Joy inducing. Inducing. <laughs> inducing. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, listen, I'm very congested and I can't talk, so that's okay. Try not to make fun of me too much. Um, well, when you say douching, I'm gonna fucking point that. I know. Out. I did mean to though, Casey. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm not gonna try to say it again, but but that right uh, inducing it brings me joy. It's a bringer of joy. Um, you know, I was like, how can you people not not love it? And you know, I know that like it didn't. It wasn't like completely hated on but i don't think it was like a huge like success where people were like holy shit this is so great um which kind of made me crazy because i would when i first saw it i was like telling everyone i was like please for the love of god watch this film um i don't know why i love it so much it is just so fucking charming and it makes me it's one of those things like where if you're having a bad day a bad week and you're just stressed and you really just want something it's not gonna make you think it's not it doesn't have a message it's not like at all trying to be anything other than just like sweet and silly um but i it's like a warm cocktail it's just it makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside and i love the shit out of this film so much but i also like was almost a thousand percent sure that uh you were going to to hate all over it which is is always why i hate sharing my great loves with you because you you ruin them for me but i had to make you watch this because dan stevens in this film is about as perfect as a person could ever be. Mm-hmm. Is about as perfect as Nick Cage in any Nick Cage movie? Uh, uh, uh I don't uh, want to derail us uh, because uh, we have derailed so. Okay. No, listen, anyway, we have derailed right, yes. so much. But yes. listen, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin in that, and we are gonna <laughs> talk about this very soon because I do not no. know if you have been seeing the buzz about no, massive talent. I have not. But I've completely people are losing. Like you should look at Rotten Tomatoes and you should also okay. hear that people are losing their shit over this movie. And I have heard so many people say this, this quote of like, you know, I wasn't a Nick Cage fan before, but and like I'm, I'm coming not. around. Like I get it. No, mm-hmm. listen, you have no idea how good that movie is. And, and people are, <laughs> and I feel so, listen, I feel so vindicated because people are like, Oh shit. Like Nick Cage is kind of great. Right. I'm like, yes, you fuckers. I've been saying this for how long. And now you're just now getting it because uh-huh. he has this like, huge movie out um surrounded I, by I an incredible you know supporting cast and you know as soon anyway. well the cast is great but it's a nick cage movie and nick cage carries that film and he's a brilliant mm-hmm. but let me say this you're watching that movie like the second that it's available for you to watch it without forcing you to the theater you are watching that movie oh, and we are no, talking about it and i don't want to hear an argument banned in I canada i can't yeah, watch whatever. it for offensive content Listen. of terribleness Let's move on, but just I want to prepare yourself because your little uh, Nick Cage comment is kind of apropos here because I I am being vindicated in the Nick Cage front and it is glorious. Uh-huh. And soon you will have to admit that you are wrong and it's going to be the it's greatest day of my life. Never going to happen. I mean, a terrible actor can still have one or two good roles. Doesn't make him any better. Anyway, let's talk about Eurovision. Let's just talk about it. Ugh. Okay. 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 So uh, I have. Okay. No, I mean, I just wanted to point out the Rotten Tomato scores. I don't know if you've looked at them or not. Um, Nopers, but tell no, me what they are. What, what do you th- What do you think they are? What do you think the 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 critic score is? I don't think they're great. I don't think it's great. I okay. have no idea. Uh, it ha- I wouldn't expect 
it has a 63 tomato score <laughs> okay from critics and a 77 okay. audience score okay um the critic seems, seems consensus fair. yeah it seems fair yeah. uh is contains inspired ingredients and laugh out loud moments but they're outnumbered by flat stretches in this over long comedy yes I've i think that's a pretty fair fair assessment it is too long the movie is way too long for what it needs to be okay uh that is my biggest complaint yeah. about it um it, it almost felt like two different movies to me in the sense of like the first I wrote a few notes down I'm like the casting is a little bit weird like Rachel McAdams and uh, Call, uh, Call Farrell, Will Ferrell uh, it, it's weird just a weird like mix to me and I don't I don't know and then you throw in Pierce Brosnan and you're like what, what? okay um, and then I wrote about 40 minutes in not super impressed kind of a bit bored to be completely honest <laughs> not much going yeah. on and this is definitely one of those movies where like I can see people saying well just get through the first half and the second half is really good sort of thing um, and I can see people saying that like I kind of stopped taking notes other than like the easy parallel to draw is between like Pitch Perfect and then yeah. this uh, and but Pitch Perfect I think was like a hundred times better at least at the point I wrote this note at uh, even like the the three movies, like the for the the second two, obviously they go downhill a little bit, but I, I still think they're better than this overall. And they even kind of stole the whole like acapella singing at a party thing. Yeah, I like did almost wrote, shot I for did. shot. Yeah, big pitch perfect energy. I wrote down. During yeah, the um, yeah, for sure. Uh, it it did it did pick up steam though. Uh, once they actually got to like the Eurovision. Uh, contest I thought it started to pick up a little bit better and it was it was overall at the end I didn't hate it uh, I thought the third act was really good um, even if it did had a bunch of like flaws to it um, like the end again spoiler for the movie's a couple years old now but still spoiler the whole like when he comes back onto the stage and they start playing a song that nobody's ever heard before is incomplete yet everybody seems to know all the cues for it kind of took me out of it for a second mm -hmm. like he's playing the piano and all of a sudden like drums and lights come in and you're like wait <laughs> they were supposed to be playing a different song and this one isn't even finished yet yet here we are with a perfectly orchestrated and choreographed version of a song uh yeah that kind of, but I I get it. Like it's supposed to be a big climax and whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the movie was it, the first half definitely very boring, and I was finding myself like I don't know if I want to finish this. Like I I know I have to, but I don't know if I want to. I didn't find like anybody particularly charming. Uh, Will Ferrell just seemed to be like recycling old characters into this one. He always seems to be playing like an underachieving putz of some sort. Uh, it, it felt almost like a uh, Scandinavian version of uh, fuck Step Brothers, um, mm -hmm. uh, and again, like the, the 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 casting took me out of it. It took me a long, long time to kind of get into like the chemistry and the the reasoning behind. It. I still don't know the reasoning behind fucking Rachel McAdams in this movie, but you know, it it, it ended up working out okay, I guess. Um. I have no opinion either way on Dan Stevens' character. 
Ugh. <laughs> like I did. Uh, I, yeah, I just didn't really care. Yeah, yeah, but I loved him so much. Of and course I wrote you did. down. So here's the thing, like, it's another example of I wrote I was like, you know, I think he's supposed to be obviously the antagonist. Like he's supposed to be the like oh, like he's a threat. He's yeah, trying to break. He's them not up. really. But he's so goddamn charming that it's like I never once was like Oh, bad dude. Like I never got like bad guy energy from him. Yeah. Um, even if like he was supposed to have an arc or whatever, like, oh, he's really, you know, kind of having to hide who he is and stuff. It's like, I don't know. I I loved him. I thought he was just like yeah. amazing. And it's like the the two hour like it's too long runtime. Yeah. I, I get it because I almost always agree with that. Um but I don't know. For me, it's like so charming and fun. Like even from like the first opening scene, I'm I'm all in. So it never feels long to me. Like if it would have gone another two hours, I would have been like riveted in my seat. Like let's keep doing this and give me exactly this for four hours. I'm fine. I know that's not for everyone, but I and you know I also like love. I, I figured you were gonna hate this because I tend to love musicals. I so didn't say I hated productions. it. Productions. I know you didn't, but I thought you were <laughs> going to. Because you hated so well, much on all the it's, musical types. It's also not a true musical in the sense that like right. they break out into song for no fucking reason in the middle of a park. I've always said like if music is integrated into the story and there's a reason for them to be singing, sure. Like that that camp one we watched, I forget the name of it. Uh, stage fright? No. Yeah. Was that stage fright? Yeah. Yeah. Where they're like yeah, at a so. camp yeah. for music. They're at a musical camp. So yeah. I, like, my sister is a ballet teacher. When we were growing up, she would fucking break out into ballet moves for no fucking reason everywhere we went. I'm like, you're mental, but whatever. So I can kind of get that. But, like, something like Repo, where they're just singing every fucking line, don't get it. It doesn't do it for me. This, they have a reason for the musical interludes. Yeah, the party scene was super cringe and cheesy, but I can also maybe kind of potentially see that maybe happening i don't know i'm not a musician i don't know if that happens at these parties but i can i can get around that for the the five minutes that it it happened the rest of it is they're only singing because they're on stage or they're writing a song well and which re- regarding makes the sense. party scene i don't think you're going to give a shit but um i think the only reason that's in there is because they had a whole bunch of real um real singers stars yeah. in that scene and I think it was just fan service. They're like, yeah. look at like, all these. And because you, you can't really have each of them perform in the movie, that wouldn't make sense. So they right. had just one scene where they're like, here's a bunch of people that you probably know if you give a shit about Eurovision. Right, yeah, yeah. It would, Which, again, I mean, fine. I get it. it Whatever. We yeah. didn't need it, whatever, but I but I understand why. But it's nice for the people who care. I get it. Sure. You know, like, I love Marvel and DC, so whenever they throw, like, a little fan service in there, I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> I get that. That's nice. This is for me. Yeah, exactly. Me. Totally fine, yeah. whatever. So again, like the musical aspects of this, totally fine. Um, none of it was yeah. offensive in or like shoved down your throat sort of thing. So I, yeah, it, it, it was fine. One thing I did like about it um, that I don't think many people would have picked up on is the soundtrack outside of like the actual plot music. You know, like when they're transitioning scenes and they're they're playing like a little song over top, just yeah. so like an instrumental. I'm almost 100% certain those are all Icelandic bands, songs. 
Yeah, I think you might be right. I think I did read that. I know I heard Sigur Ross in there, and I know I, I I'm pretty sure I heard of Monsters and Men as well, uh, which are two Icelandic bands that I quite enjoy. Um, so like I, I was like, oh, that's that's a nice little touch. That's another like fan service thing. Like if you <laughs> for some reason are into the Icelandic music scene, um, that is that is one that uh, it was a nice little add on, I thought. Yeah. Um, um, and a lot of the songs were actually written by like Icelandic or Scandinavian people. Yeah. I was looking at the soundtrack. I loved the soundtrack. I loved all the music in this film. Um, I wrote down that like finale song that they sing at mm-hmm. the end. The the my hometown or the, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So the one that, that doesn't one make sense in context with the movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was a good song. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was... Yeah. I, I wrote, I was like, this should have won Best Song. I will die on that hill. Like, yeah, was, I, think I don't know Disney what song won Best Song. Because it always says, year, but, but Disney. Of course. I'm sure of it. I, I remember watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I knew it wasn't going to win because it's too, because of the type of movie it's in. Yeah. Um, and it's Netflix and that wasn't taken seriously up until like this year. Like streaming it's service so movies, good. yeah. No, it was and a good song. I, I really so enjoyed feel it. Good. Yeah, that yeah. is definitely the, like the feel good scene of the movie. And it's hard not to get like the the tingles and jingles when that shit happens, even if you're dead yeah. inside. And I was like, yeah, okay, 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 yeah. Like I said, the movie definitely saved itself in the third act. The final third of the movie was actually really good. It was getting through it, which was a bit of a chore for me. Yeah. And like, well, that's not actually that bad of an assessment. I was expecting worse, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll take it. I, Will Ferrell, for me, is definitely hit or miss. Um, he's he's not my breed of comedy, for most part. Um, and I, I could take him or leave him in basically any movie. And th- that goes for this one. I don't think... I mean, I guess... I don't know who else would be able to fill that role that he played. But I, I just didn't... You know I just I don't uh, Will Ferrell I don't know he's just not my breed of comedy or actor uh and again like some of the casting choices really took me and it took me a long time to get over fucking why Rachel McAdams and Pierce Brosnan are in this movie <laughs> but you know it's funny because are. I was gonna say that Rachel McAdams was actually like like I I enjoyed everybody in this but I was kind of obsessed with her I thought she was so freaking cute Another I couldn't obsession. even stand it every time she opened her mouth I was like I'm in love with you. Like, she's great. Yeah, well, I mean, I love Rachel McAdams, too, like, obviously, for many reasons. Um, but, I mean, again, like, I, it just feels weird, like, because I don't know if she's ever really been in a comedy since, like, Mean Girls. I, I can't, I, like, I don't know her filmography off the top of my head. Um, but she seems more like a, like a dramatic or serious actor nowadays. All I can think of her was in uh, fucking True Detective season two. That's the only thing like that's coming to my brain right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like I, I feel like maybe a, a more comedic choice, like a Kristen Wiig, might have been a better pick. Uh, they also seem too far apart in age. Like they, like as children, they're like six months apart, but as adults, they seem like ten years apart. Yeah, yeah just little things that like take me out of it every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I agree, and I think that you are supposed to, I mean, they sort of position it this way, that you're supposed to think, like, 
her, her character's name is Secret, you're like, why the hell are you interested in this guy? Like, everybody's kind of telling her, like, you could do so much better. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of a loser and what the hell. But she's just like, you know, the heart wants what it wants. And mm-hmm. she doesn't really give a shit about all the things other people care about. And so I think that's kind of baked in. I, I don't think that that's supposed to be like, oh, look away, nothing to see here. Like, you know, I, I, I think well, it's... Uh, I don't mean, like, the attractiveness self- of it. Like, just because she's attractive, I don't think that... Like, I just feel like it's not her kind of movie. That's all. I thought she... Yeah. Like, I mean, you could have put another smoke I show in there, it. and I would have been like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> I love that it's, like, she... I, I don't know. I think she's just so fucking adorable. And her, like, little obsession with elves and stuff is... Just, <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Go the, listen to my episode on that the on the Ominous Origins podcast. I did an episode on the Icelandic elves. The Huldefolk. A long, long time ago. Um, I think I have heard it, but yeah. Um. I- anyway, I, I don't know. I like. It's one of those films that I do this with films that just really are endearing to me. Mm-hmm. It's where every line I kind of write down in my notes. I'm like, and I love this, and I love this scene and stuff. And I have like pages of notes, and we're not going to go through it all. I'm not going to pick through that, but I, I just I found it just incredibly incredibly charming i hate to keep using that word and i'm sorry i'm sure i've said it like 700 times on this episode give or take um it's just it's like one of those things like first frame i've got a smile on my face like the second it starts i'm like okay love how this where this is starting and he just keep that fucking stupid smile the whole movie and at the end of it i'm like it just made me feel good made me feel like happy to be alive which i don't always feel like i was like all right you know humanity sucks but like we're not all bad. We've got some some bright spots, and here's one of them. And thank you for that. Yeah, I mean everybody's got that uh, that junk food movie. Like you said, yeah. you put it on. Like for me, and 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 you're probably gonna be like, oh my god, you're fucking mental. Uh, for me, that oh, movie. I, I'm definitely gonna say that. Yeah, it is uh, the grown up series, the two grown ups movies. Oh God! All right. I can watch those on repeat. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh, it, for the sole reason, it just feels like Adam Sandler is making movies with his friends. And that's, like, all it is. And it's fun. It's like Kevin Smith movies. It's like, I don't want to make movies with big action stars. I want to make movies with my friends. <laughs> and I totally get that. And it, that's that's the feel I get with grown-ups. Like, I feel like 90% of that movie is ad-lib them just shooting the shit and see what comes out. And it, it's funny. It's, it's just like, I yeah, you know what, if I want to make a movie, if I ever made, like, a, a serious movie in my time, I'd be like, I just want to do it with my friends. That's all. No, I get it. I mean, sometimes you just like, it's all you need from a film, right? And it's, again, it goes back to that point of like, okay, what kind of film are we making? And this kind of film is just like, hey, like, have some laughs, have some fun. It's sweet. It's not supposed to be anything else. Yeah. And it works for me. It hits all the, all the high notes. Yeah. And and I'm not going to argue with you on that. Like, it's, there's nothing wrong with this movie. Like I said, it's a little bit slow at the start. But by the end of it, it, it the, the the heart and the charm comes through. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't argue with you on it because I don't hate it. Uh, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. I'll probably never, maybe I'll watch it, maybe if, with my wife if she wants to watch it one day or something. But for the most part, it, was, it, was, it, was, it wasn't offensive. It wasn't like I wasn't sitting there like, oh my God, fucking turn it off. Um, it's, I say if you... I hate saying this, but if you can get through the first 
hour, hour and 10 minutes of it. The rest of it's not too bad. <laughs> um, uh, listen, I'm going to take it because that was way better than I was expecting from you. I expected this to be a bloodbath and I'm <laughs> quite pleased that it was not. Um, I do wish that you had more reverence for Dan Stevens because I think he's fantastic in this. Uh, yeah, I, um, I feel like the movie would have been the exact same without his character, to be 100% no. honest. I mean, what does he add? I completely disagree. Well, he doesn't add anything. Well, so much. Other than, like, scene. your bias towards him, what does he add, no. plot-wise? If you he's, cut all his scenes out of the movie, the movie's 15 minutes shorter, and that's not the worst thing in the world. But he's, like, so fun to watch. I'm sure, like, but he, he serves no purpose. some of the joy. Yeah, but well, no, plot, you like plot-wise plot or story-wise, like there's no like you said, he's supposed to be the villain of the movie or like well, quote unquote the villain, a loose villain of the movie, but he's never really that bad. Like the worst thing he says is like I'll be with her, and then that that's about it. And then he doesn't actually do it, you know. Like he tries very meagerly, because like spoiler, his character's gay, but he's not allowed to be gay because Mother Russia. Um. So he doesn't really I want her. I love that scene so much, too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, are you gay? And he's like, no, I'm not gay. I'm Russian. She's yeah. Like, well, I mean, you you can be gay and Russian. He's like, no, no, we don't have any gay people in Russia. Yeah. Not one. Yeah. She's like, that doesn't seem... Statistically, statistically that doesn't possible. make sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love the shit out of him. And I love the scene where they're in the recording booth and he walks in and and then he leaves. And, you know, uh, Will Ferrell is in the trailer where he's like, oh, you need to be careful of that guy. He's a sex player. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, and I also think he has a really big penis. Yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, I sense that. Yeah. yeah. And the other guy's like, yeah, like uh, he's got real big dick energy. And yeah. He's I, like, it's really. Yeah. And then all the statues yeah. of him. She's, in his house. She's so cute. She's just like, oh yeah, I, I definitely sense. I sense that. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like who says that, right? So great. Yeah. But, the statues yeah. were pretty fucking phenomenal. And they're like, they all look like you. He's like, yeah, really? he's like oh yeah, I, I guess no they kind of do. Yeah. Hmm. All, um, all 30 of them that are just lined the room that are identical to one another. I don't know if you yeah, noticed I mean, that, but when they do the, the zoom out scene, there's like yes. one statue every five feet. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's kind of like, it's little, and I think the film has a lot of little touches like that that are just, that's why I think it's fun. I've I rewatched it a few times, and every time I watch it, there's like something else that, um, and that makes it sound like it has layers, which I'm not. Su- I'm not suggesting it does, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of little touches that are fun that make it have a lot of rewatchability for me. Right, right. I actually think this movie does have one message, one very clear and obvious message. No, oh, that boy. everybody in the world hates Americans. Yes, even Americans. <laughs> even Americans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a thousand percent. I did write that down. I was like, yeah, the yeah. whole like stupid Americans subplot yeah. uh, was, I actually quite loved because I am a stupid American and mm-hmm. I stand by all of, all of that. But they didn't even do anything. They're just like, Hey, is this where they shot Game of Thrones? And he's like, get the fuck out of here. Nobody wants you. <laughs> yeah. It was just funny. The world hates us. And for yeah. good reason. Yeah. That's yeah. Fair. I, I kind of liked it. Um, yeah. So. We got through that, mm-hmm. but we have one little extra thing. Uh, do we? Um, Are we actually going to do this? We do. I don't want to do this. Well, I wanted to surprise you, but I, I, I feel like I needed to like have you be somewhat prepared. But here's I'm the not, thing. I'm not, I'm not singing anything. No, you're not going to sing, but listen. Let me, let me just let me set it up. Okay. So back in season one, 
we did this thing that I actually like really loved and I don't know why we stopped doing it. I think it was just, it was hard to keep up, but um, mm-hmm. we did this thing where we would call it, we called it a dramatic reading and we would pick one scene from a film we watched and we would reenact it um, badly, I might say. Um, and I think <laughs> Speak that for yourself. It's because like in the beginning, well, you're, you're real much better than me. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, you're a much better performer, uh, but and it was really fun in the beginning because we were doing like Nick Cage films and stuff. And so obviously there's a ton of stuff, a ton of material that's like very over the top and super like great. And then as we got into like more serious films and stuff, it just was like, it was hard to find scenes that inspired dramatic readings. Um, so we were like, eh, we'll cut that. But when I watched this movie, I was like, if ever a movie like screened for a dramatic reading, I feel like it's Eurovision. And so I was like, Okay, we're doing one. We're just going to do a little... I'm not saying we're bringing it back forever, but we're going to do a little homage to our beginning roots. And then I was trying to think of a scene, and I, and I couldn't pick a favorite. But when I was watching this, and you know, they have the closing scene where they sing their kind of most beloved song in their in their hometown, which is mm-hmm. Ya Ya Ding Dong. Mm-hmm. And like when they... Because they sing it a little bit in the beginning, and then they, they bring it back at the end. In the beginning... Well, that- like, oh, that's <laughs> Fucking guy, song. the angry guy. Yes. God, 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 <laughs> so, I don't know if you caught this, but like when I first heard it, I was like, "Oh, that's like it's got a fun peppy sound, right?" Mm-hmm. It Not didn't like a dick. The lyrics, and then at yeah. the, and at the end, they really emphasize the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, this is the best written song of, in of all time. Like, this might be the greatest song ever." And so, for our dramatic reading, I think that we just share the lyrics of this incredible song mm. and we do not have to sing it we can just okay. we can just uh just read it just, monotonously just read it. um with no life or meaning yeah but we can if you want to put a little bit of feeling into it feel free i'm not going to stop you but i'm mm-hmm. also not going to mandate that this uh i mean if, if you want to be underwhelming i will i will allow it under deliver that's the story of my life <laughs> Yeah, underperform, yeah. Underwhelm. Um under a lot of but things. But yeah, I <laughs> Um there's probably a good joke in there, but I'm too sick to really like flesh it out, so we're just going to have to let it go and let mm-hmm. the audience make their own jokes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, let's uh let's let's do ya ya ding dong. <laughs> yes, let's do it. <laughs> um okay, I guess I start. When I feel your gentle touch, and the things are going our way. I want to spill my love on you all day, all day. Yaya ding dong. Ding dong. <laughs> my love for you is growing wide and long. Yaya ding dong. Ding dong. I swell and burst when I see what we become. Come, come, my baby. We can get love on. When I see you, I feel like ding, ding, dong. Love expands when I'm with you all over the Milky Way. I want to open up to you all day, all day. All right, everyone, move your body. Woo! Yeah, yeah, ding dong. Ding dong. My love for you is growing wide and long. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. Ding dong. I swell and burst when I see what we become. Come on, everyone. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. Ding dong. Come, come, my baby. We can get love on. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. Ding dong. When I see you, I feel like 
Ding, ding, ding dong. dong. <laughs> I almost wanted to go into like that. Uh, was I like, come my baby, come, come my baby, you're my butterfly. Come, I know. I, I, I thought the same thing. It's funny. Um, oh, man. Anybody under the age of like 30 is not going to get that. No, we're very old. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny to me. Uh, <laughs> probably to nobody else, but that made me giggle. So thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I kind of love the dramatic reading and, and really miss it. I feel like we should. Uh, I kind of forgot we even did it, it to be honest. I loved it, but again, yeah, like we watched different everything. kinds of films in the beginning. That's Ooh, true. We love everything. I'm a wonderful person. Mm, well, um, this was fun. I had a really good time, and it was way less traumatic than I expected it to be, which is. Kind of joyful, honestly. Yeah. Well, I you're like lucky. Fly, but it's it it's a fun. nice day today, so, you know. Aw, the sun is shining, the birds are singing. It is. Literally, fun. the sun is shining and the birds are singing. <laughs> um, there's one thing I do want to point out at the end of this movie that I, I, I appreciated. When they were All doing, right, uh, like, the, the like credit scene, I guess you could call it, and they put, like, the nationality, the flags beside the people. Yes. Who are in it. Yes, I was like, I that's, that's that was, a nice touch. I actually took a note of that. Yeah. I think it was really sweet. Yeah, because I don't know if anybody actually yeah. realizes that Rachel McAdams is Canadian, but she is. So she she she's yeah, born no. and grew up like an hour from where I live right now. I, I'm generally, I mean, you are certainly the exception to the rule, but I'm generally pro Canadian. Like, I feel like a lot of people that I find are Canadian are, are quite lovely. Actually, speaking of that, and I don't know why this just popped <laughs> in my head, but you know Nev Campbell. Okay. She she I do was born and raised in the town I currently live in. Oh, shit. I See, know. Her parents like, still live here, apparently. Or family. I don't know about parents, but family does. It's a small it's like town. Everyone that, everyone that you export tends to be, like, funny and charming and sweet and, like... And non conference Well, except for Justin People Bieber, that you want to hang guy. out with. <laughs> he apparently um, has a house, like, 15 minutes from where I live, too. So, I mean, like, this is, like, really? little celebrity central, yeah. Well, it used to. I don't know if... Yeah. I think he might have sold it, but... He did have a house here. He did not know that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, it's mansion, one of those things. It's like, obviously. obviously, like, we get these stereotypes, right? Like, I'm from Texas, and I think everyone has stereotypes of what that means to be from Texas. Yeah, motherfucker. The stereotypes are there for a reason. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not, if you sat there and said, like, this is what I think about Texas, I'd probably be like, nah, I mean, yeah. you're not, you're not, <laughs> not wrong. too wrong. Yeah. But, but obviously, like, Everyone from Texas is not that doesn't fit that stereotype. Like I live in Austin, which is a super liberal city, and mm-hmm. we are generally not the like racist cowboys that everybody like thinks that we are. But just um, like the majority, there's plenty of racist cowboys here, so like it's not a <laughs> completely false uh, perception. But yeah, like I'm sure with Canada, like I'm like, oh, they're all so charming and they're so like funny and likable that um, clearly, I'm sure you have monsters there as well. But yeah. It's a nice stereotype. At least you're from some place that people are like, oh. It's a nice, polite, inoffensive country. We we like them. And like from America, they're like, ugly Americans. I'm like, oh, well, that's that's a much worse stereotype. But sadly, sadly, we have earned that reputation. So, you know, it's our cross to bear. But It is. uh, The bed you made and now have to sleep on. (laughs) Yeah. That we lie in. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I did a post on. I, okay, this is it. We don't need to. I'm just. De- we are like derail city on this episode today. I don't know if it's because. I, I mean, I have a head cold and I'm on a lot of medication, so I don't think I'm thinking clearly. But yeah, I was just about to take us down another path, and I'm going to stop us because <laughs> we've done too much of that this episode. <laughs> People are going to listen and be like, "What the fuck is even happening?" But you know, some sometimes we're on, and sometimes we're a little, we're a little wonky, but. Gotta take the good with the bad, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and uh, if you think we're either good or bad, you can let us know on Spotify with your rating system. Yes. You can leave a five star rating only on the mobile app right now. I don't think it's been uh, moved over to PC, but I can check right now. Or desktop version, or what? Oh, it's installing a new version. So never mind. Never mind. Um. Does yeah. Use Spotify on their computer. I do all the time. Does anybody who is not ancient and, you know, a, a little not quite there use Spotify on their computer? Well, the reason I use it on my desktop a lot <laughs> is, um, uh-huh. so on mobile, if you don't have their premium service or whatever, if you're not paying for it, you can't choose the song you want to listen to. It You can shoot, you can search it and then it'll what? play. Yeah, it'll just like automatically shuffle. So you can't actually play what you're looking for. Uh, on desktop, for some reason, you can do whatever the fuck you want. It's almost like you have premium service. You still get ads, but yeah, like yeah. So if if I go on to Spotify right now and search, uh, let's go, uh, if I can, Taylor Swift, yes, twenty two. Okay, it brings me. I can the only button I can play is hit. Or play shuffle. So we're gonna find out live right now what song we get when I hit play shuffle. It could very well be twenty two. Oh this is so exciting. This I know, is so I know. exciting. I can't Let's stand see. it. We got <laughs> an ad. Excellent. Fucking hell. Oh no, wait, we got the Saturdays. What about Saturday? Or what about us? This is the song I get when I hit twenty two from Taylor Swift. That is yes, not twenty two, so um. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Anyway. So that's fucked up. And also, you should probably just pay for that service. I know. I pay for enough services. <laughs> I well, don't need to pay for more. <laughs> What's that? Spotify is an important one. Yeah, but if I have it on my computer, then I can just play whatever I want, and I very rarely leave the house. So. <laughs> right. This is so sad. This is ending on such a sad note. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So you can cheer me up by leaving that such five a star rating. Episode. That's really, yeah. <laughs> really. Taking a, a nosedive. Yeah. Um. Yes. Leave a rating. Make. Yeah. M- give Casey some ha- moment of joy in his mm-hmm. otherwise really tragic life. It's very true. Uh, you can still do the same on uh, iTunes, but uh, I'm not sure how much that's used anymore. I'm sure it's still like a big player in the game, but uh, it's limited. If you don't have Mac or Apple stuff, then uh, you can't really fucking use it properly. So that eliminates like 50% of the population right there. The fifty percent they need to get on board. <laughs> friends don't let friends buy Apple products. Uh, anyway, well. so with that <laughs> said, uh, I guess until next time. Bye, guys. <laughs> Goodbye.